0: In this realm. There's a God up in heaven, that's a devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light You're perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Thank you Jesus, I love you, help me spread with the news if you live in a lie, you ain't going to die with the truth.
1: This is Matt and Mom Live. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. This show is about the topical, the conversational, but most importantly, the purposeful. We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken. We pray that this show blesses you today. Alright, we're back at it again. It's Matt and Mom Live. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. My name's Matthew Mayer. I'm here with my mother, Andrea Mayer. This is the fifth episode of our anniversary edition mom where we've been talking about all the things that god has really done in the past year since i've been out of prison released august 3rd 2014 was incarcerated from january 7th 2010 all the way to that date and you know the miracles didn't start when i got out it began before i even went in so we tried to do our best to recap some of the things god has done and all for his glory really so the one quote that really comes back to mind this week is God will make much of himself through the individual who allows him. So, where are we at?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I think the important thing is uh, when you were in prison, when you were in the darkness, you continued to walk towards the light and to hone uh, different gifts and talents that God had given you. And here's a funny thing, Matt. Of course, I've always been a writer, and my kids could all write. All you boys, you know, you were really good students. But I never considered you a writer. And so suddenly you start to write from prison. You're writing your blogs. And, and we're all like looking at them. And you know, it's funny. A lot of people thought I was taking them and redoing them or basically fixing what you wrote. And I'd be like, I swear, this is his writing because it was so clever. It was insightful. It was wise. What What would you say about your, quote, writing talent?
1: Yeah, I guess... I never enjoyed writing, never had the purpose to write as an athlete. Like you said, we were all good students. We were very intelligent. and Actually, school was easy. always got a 3.0 or even a 4.0 without trying. So I never had to assert myself, really. And I remember in college doing term papers or research papers and doing them so complacently, so haphazardly, and then just sending them to you to clean up or to check.
2: Okay, that will get me in trouble. But I used to say... That if I wanted to start a business, it would be to do that, to kind of be the cleanup person for kids' writings. And trust me, you weren't the only one doing that. Your friends were doing it. I think I have uh, cleaned up, helped along, edited so many graduation speeches, college papers. Right. I've been in every university practically (laughs) of every friend that I could think of that you boys all had. But you know what? For me, it came easy. I love looking at other people's work and then just kind of, you know tweaking it here and there but yes you're right
1: so you have several degrees just not necessarily through the universities
2: no just like you
1: (laughs) but I started to enjoy the writing aspect because it was therapeutic while I was away kept it as a journal format so every day carved out a certain time to make sure I wrote down my thoughts or experiences or what I was feeling and I guess sending them back to you guys from where you were your position and reading them we've come to the conclusion that they were soaked in peace. And almost early on, you guys may have thought, all right, this can't be the truth. This
2: this can't go on forever. This is Well, well I, you know
1: what? I review a lot of my old blogs because I try to get inspiration from teaching just different stories. And one of the blogs I found from years ago, probably 2012, maybe even earlier, and it was literally – You know, many people think that this can't keep going on like this. Mm -hmm. But I was making the point that when God – it's God's peace. It can't – you can't be robbed of it unless you give it away. And it wasn't just going through the motions and showing people – and even to this day, Mom, people are still waiting for me to stop being so –
2: Religious. Yeah, (laughs) religious with the quotes up. With the quotes.
1: Um, All right, Matt. Like the God kick, when that's going to stop? They don't understand how deep – Yes. that transformation has gone so it was never just about fitting in in prison and everybody finds God in prison it was actually feeling the Holy Spirit and him pressing and pushing out of me these thoughts and they were they became blogs
2: I remember because at the time when you first started you didn't have any word processor of course there's no computer so let's get that straight
1: yeah no internet no computers I don't know where a lot of people thought I was for a little bit like people so, thought I was on Facebook yeah
2: and- so well because we had the website people You were out there in social media, but you weren't. You had no clue what it looked like. it only takes
1: common sense, really, to realize he's in prison. There's no luxuries in prison. You're reduced to uh, a uniform and a pencil the size of a golf pencil. That's
2: what I was going to say. So you're writing with this little miniature pencil, and his blogs are being mailed home to us, handwritten. So I originally was the one that was retyping them and then posting them, but... Of course, our team grew and wonderful people stepped up and said, you know, let me type them. And then they would send them over to me via email and I would look at them and then I would post them. We would then send them back to you with, a, you know, little portrait, the way we were doing it on the website and still do it, you know, in a clever, uh, very eye-friendly way. And I would send them back to you. And I remember several conversations with you where you were kind of probably reading what you wrote and thinking – who the heck wrote this?
1: Well, yeah, because I was writing every day. But not. wasn't just writing for that. I was writing...
2: Your heart. St- well, you no, were... but
1: I was writing other things. I was writing manuscripts or well, not ideas. at this point.
2: Wait a minute. I don't think at this point. I'm talking in the beginning. In well, the very in the beginning. beginning. But... You were writing manuscripts in the beginning? Uh, well,
1: remember, I was linked up with Jason. We were writing projects and programs oh, and, right, and journals right. and all types okay. of crazy stuff. So my time was well used. But the other thing that I was writing was Mail. I was right. receiving countless letters a day. So that was a ministry in itself. I would respond to people because of my OCD immediately. And I think people were getting mad about that because they were figured all right, me write him, and it'll take several weeks before he responds. Meanwhile, a couple of days go by, and in their mailbox is a letter from me, which puts the ball back in their court. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but no, most people aren't OCD like you. Most people are just like, okay, I wrote a yeah, But it once. once I got it
1: done, because I knew more were coming. So I'm writing even, even those thoughts were pretty heavy in those letters. And a lot of times people were writing stuff just maybe out of curiosity. And other times it was some past relationships, and I was very discerning on how I responded. And I was always quick to direct them to the website and let them know I was praying for them. Whether opening a door or closing a door, I just believed that. I wanted them to know, whoever that person was... That I was all in where I was, and there was no reason to be not only stretched outside of that wall, but to be focused on anything I couldn't control.
2: Well, what happened, too, was as these blogs got posted, and me as your mom, um, being a writer, I would read what you were writing, and I would say to Dad, Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Who is the, who's writing these? And what happened was people started to actually use your blogs as part of their daily devotions every day. That was part, and I know I was, and my sister was, and many other people that were writing us at the time. We were getting tons of mail. And so, think about the implications of that. Again, it was you were so, I think, spiritually pressed that the Holy Spirit was just filling you, and you were just using it as an outlet. You were writing. And obviously, there was a very talent there, Matt, because you can write, you have a very creative way of writing.
1: Sure, yeah, and obviously it took that situation to pull it out. I mean, I believe that. I believe God is the master scientist, and he doesn't do experiments on his children to come up with hypothesis, which is let me just give an opinion, do an experiment, and see if the conclusion lines up with the opinion. God already knows the facts of the experiment. The only person that doesn't is us. So he puts us through these trials to pull out of us what we never knew was inside of us. Only God, the Creator, knows exactly what is inside of you, whether it's a gift, whether it's a talent, whether it's a hidden personality. And He will allow circumstances to fall upon us to pull those things out of us. I didn't know I could write. So the writing not only was the um, catalyst to the website, I mean, that was one of the features on the website, the blogs, the daily blog, but it also... um, stemmed into outside of the wall.
2: Okay, what are you what are you leading up to?
1: Well, probably what you were going to ask me eventually, but...
2: About the column? Sure. Okay, so, well, I'll tell that because the blogs were getting so much traction. We were getting so many people reading all across, not only the country, but the world. Oh, and one thing we forgot to mention that really kind of walked side by side with that was that out of the blue, when we got that phone call from New York City from a production company that happened to be doing a show on uh, speeding and driving in those inner boxes that are in cars. And lo and behold, out of all the stories out there in the whole wide world, they decided they were going to, they came upon your story because they were going to do the high volume of accidents in Atlantic City on the Atlantic City Expressway. Came upon your story, which led them to your blogs, which had the producer of the show call me up and say, we want to now incorporate Matt's story into this production.
1: Right. That was A&E.
2: It was the A&E Network. And interestingly, so as you're writing blogs, this show that they produce is really traveling all around the world. We were actually watching. We knew when it was opening in a different country. Sure. And so that's when we would get, sometimes I would get emails in another language. I would be like, what the heck is this? And where is this from? So coinciding with that, God was... Just using your story, the blogs, and then I get contacted by the Herald. And those of you that are local that listen in, you know that I worked for the Herald. I wrote a column for years, and I also worked in other capacities there. Um, However, Art Hall, the publisher, called me, and I remember him saying, what would you think? Uh, He goes, I've been reading Matt's blogs. Do you think he would be interested in writing a column from prison? Like, Think about that.
1: Yeah.: <laughs> That's these. You can do dramatic pause there. It's the Cape May County Herald. I think I did my research because I was curious. I think our county mom has 250,000 people in it, and a majority of those people are familiar with the Cape May County Herald. It's like the, the local paper. Everybody grabs a herald. And then in the summertime, from the months of May all the way to basically September, our population quadruples, maybe even more. So there's millions of people that go through here, and it's a remarkable how many people come up to me. Since I've been out, that say, I followed you. And I'm always like, well, what avenue did you use to follow me? And it, it, it's a lot of times the Cape May County Herald. We looked forward to your column in the newspaper, and at the time it was called Prison Talk. And I was just writing about, you know, everyday things in there, but also trying to drive home a lesson that the common reader outside of prison could relate to. So – I think that gained so much momentum. I think I wrote for them maybe 37 months maybe or or about maybe three years. I started September 2011, and I continued all the way to August of 2014.
2: So everywhere we went in this county, people knew what was happening in your life. But more than that, I was getting people that were coming up to me and saying, boy, your son's column really, really reached my heart. Because again, you're talking about deep things. You're talking about real things and relevant things and people that are hiding in their shame and their pain.
1: Well, one of the, I remember one of the comms was, why waste pain in a world with so much pain? If you find purpose in your pain and you can manage it, and obviously it was always Jesus that allowed us to do that, why not share that? Because there was other people that were combating not only my platform, but they wanted me to shut up in my pain. And then you get the other side where people say, no, I need him to help me with my pain. Because pain recognizes pain. And it was mind-boggling how many people would come about the column in the negative way. And sadly, it's those very same people that would probably need to be open to those messages to find their way through whatever they're struggling with. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. Everybody has a certain issue. Some cover it up. Some have it in private. Some's issues flow into the public eye. But we all have issues. The Bible says... Take care of your heart for out of it flows the issues of your heart. Take care. Do your due diligence with your heart. And I believe that column was an extension of my heart. And people were seeing that it was still able to beat through pain. And if they can just use that and find that same pulse that I was finding my lifeline from. And I think to this day, and I remember um, recently being in Ocean City, a girl was like, and this was kind of the springboard to the next topic where we're going. She said, I followed you for so long, and do you still write for the paper? And the reason why I stopped writing mine was because I was out of prison. September was my first month out. August, I think, no, July of 2014 was my last month to write for the Herald. August 3rd, I was out. So I wasn't going to continue writing a prison talk the month of August or September or October because I'm no longer in prison. And I figured, all right, let me just close that chapter of my life and move on. But the more people I saw in the community – And the more people reminded me that they loved that article, that brought me to the point where maybe I should continue writing for the Herald. We just never kind of broached that topic with Mr. Art Hall and the Cape May County Herald. It just was I'm no longer in prison. I will no longer write. So to this day, I forget the exact month that I began again, but I am once again a columnist for the Cape May County Herald, and it's a new column titled "I Conviction. Hashtag I conviction. It was the idea of owning your conviction. If you're going to own anything in life, why don't you own what is eternal? It's your conviction. It's your faith. It's not your faith or dad's faith anymore. It's my faith. And the moment I took ownership of it, the more I could share it with passion. And I believe that is what keeps me relevant. And that's what people think that they need is is the realness behind somebody's thoughts or somebody's heart. And, you know, I will never big up myself. It's the work that's being done outside of the paper. So... It's one thing to write your thoughts down and have people read them, and another thing to actually live them for people to read them. So that was kind of the the topic, and the theme of the book. You know, being an author now too.
2: Right. So it's so interesting because while there was this little gap of time, when did you start writing for the for the Herald for Eye Conviction? Was it?
1: Well, let's see. I think there's been. What are we in August? Maybe March? Was it March was the first month? March, April, May, June, July, August? This might be my 6th. I just submitted my 6th, maybe.
2: Okay, I thought it was a little bit before that. But in any event, I had a a 96-year-old guy that I visit. I love this man. And he followed your prison talk, and he'd say to me, I really miss Matt's writing in the Herald. I used to look forward to it all the time. I said, he's writing a column, Eye Conviction. So now he called me the other day and he's now in tune to what time of the day of the month it comes out nice. so, and this is a 96 year old guy i love it you know, because great. it's so relevant people just enjoy they get peace out of watching somebody else's journey and seeing how someone navigates it and and you are you're very honest in it so that's a pretty cool thing yes the books okay so the writing talent evolved into even greater projects and it was funny because, as you know from past shows, if you've listened in, certain things had to happen to get Matt more into isolation and away from distractions that actually gave him the time to work on many projects that we haven't yet even released. Right. So they're upcoming, and we'll talk about them as, as we get closer to producing them.
1: Sure. There's just a lot of work that goes in be- behind the scenes of publication, and we do... Have 5511 Publishing, which your book's on, the author Jack Trembetta, his book's on the label, and then my first book, the the newly released You May Be the Only Bible Somebody Reads. And there's many more manuscripts that are in the work, and it's amazing how much work goes in to the editing, to the formatting, to finding um, so the right work. cover. It's just a lot, so… Um, We know God will bring the right people at the right time and hopefully speed up this process. And if you're that person listening, we appreciate you contacting
2: us. (laughs) Eternal rewards is your payment. But, yeah, there there are some things uh, that we'll still talk about regarding your book um, next time we get together. We also need to cover the most important thing that happened to Matt almost immediately, again, God's favor upon release, and that was his marriage. Sure. So, I mean, where'd that come from? Boy, I think that's going to take a show or two. But again, it shows you God has already preordained your mate. Are you going to wait to hear from God, or are you just going to go with the flow and take steps that could be missteps?
1: Sure. What a big misnomer nowadays in how to find your significant other, your spouse, and and you know what doesn't help the world promotes it in a certain light, and we believe that's how we're going to do it. But from experience back in the day, never finding anything uh, substantial relationship-wise because it was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and you know, to my fault, too, not being mature enough to manage a relationship. But God knew at a particular time, through divine design, he would bring my Eve, my rib, out of me through circumstances that were adverse – Yet they were the very circumstances that God knew would birth this relationship. So, we will talk about that in a future show. Um, so much to share, really, and we don't want to go back and forth and act like we're talking about how great our lives is. There's still consequences that I live with. There's still um, emotions that that mom, dad, brothers, and myself have because of the 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 path that we've taken, and we hope to just let you know that wherever you're at. Whatever you're struggling with, there is such a powerful promise in the word of God that says he will. He will come through. He will work things out for the good. But we often don't finish that verse. It's to those who love him. You have to start loving God more than you love life itself. That is when Jesus said, you are to love me. And basically hate others in comparison to the love you have for me. And we say, what? How is he going to tell us to hate somebody? He wasn't telling us to hate anybody. He was saying, in proportion to the degree, how you love me should be the ultimate love. And out of that love flows other loves for other things. But if a relationship, if a job, if a habit, if an addiction is your first love, then you can't have the love of God. So start loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And then he says, I will work out your circumstances for the good because it's ultimately for my glory. But if you don't love me, you're not going to tell people that it was me who got you through it. Therefore, I can't get glory. So I can't work out your circumstances for the good. So it's a prerequisite. And I've learned it. And, and I cherish that. I've gone back to my first love. Wherever you're at today, we appreciate you tuning in. We we just encourage you to share this podcast with a friend, a family in need. Hopefully, we can develop and distribute hope to wherever you are. You could take time to download this podcast on iTunes. Fairly simple. You can just search in your podcast um, search bar "Matt and Mom Live." Again, we'll probably post instructions on how to do so. You can also download the the i what is it the podcast application the podcast app on your phone and you literally search matt and mom live and we will come up you download that and you get all the shows and that way you can have it basically streamed directly into your iphone device we close all show reminding you that the clearest testimony you have isn't the one you share for people to hear it's the one you live for people to see in psalms forty six ten, god says be still and know that i am god thank you for tuning in today
0: don't know him, I answered his calling, y'all people ain't knowing, he breathed in my lungs and spared me from Satan, and now that I love, even my loved ones they hate, waiting pacing, pacing for me to fall on my face, but I'm falling in faith, pardon me for his grace, there's a battle out there, spirit in this realm, there's a God up in heaven, That's the devil in hell That's the mother she's crying Cause her babies are dying And the father in jail With a son by his side But our father he loves us Unlike any of us Gave his only beloved 316 on the cross I know where you're going If you live in that light Don't be perfect among us But in the dark we are light the news if you live in a lie you ain't gonna die with the truth Listen, 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 you guys that are running the street, y'all think y'all doing something different. Nah. Don't you know they watching that block that you're on since before my time. Wow. So what makes you think that you're doing something different? You want to do something different, put your faith
2: in Christ.